Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah. Oh, a microphony. And a phony at the mic. Please hang on. Please. This is an official interruption of your local entertainment transmission. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You may know less about me than anyone. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. Jeff Lutz. So that's what you're talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. I mean, the only class in this act, and I'm here to tell you, this boy's soul is intact. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. I heartily endorse this event or product. We are back, hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Let's get right to Coach Drew Dallas, Hutchinson Community College. They are 6-0, and ranked number one in the country and having an incredible season. Coach Dallas, we appreciate you taking some time today to talk to us. Absolutely, Bob. Thanks for having me on and uh, excited about it. You, uh, you got Garden City coming to Gallon Stadium tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, you've had a remarkable season. You've outscored your opponents so far, two hundred and sixty-seven to forty-eight. Uh, are you any anything about this uh, surprise you, Coach? Well, you know a little bit, just because we really were uncertain of what exactly we had with this football team. Uh, you know, there's a lot of turnover off the of last year's team. Uh, we graduated thirty-four guys that that went on to play Division One football. So there was a you know a lot of uh, spots to be had in fall camp and not a whole lot of starting experience coming back with this football team. Um, I think we had two kids that had any kind of starting experience, um, corner Jamar Mundy, and then our place kicker Cole Seagrace from right there in Mays. And uh, really besides that, you know, the, the rest of our team was going to be new in the, to those roles or new to our program. Uh, we felt like we had a really talented group coming into it, but, you know, the challenge was going to be to just kind of get them all on the same page and, and making sure we were playing a quality brand of football. And, and up to this point, you know, I think they've done a, a really good job of that. Um, you know, on top of the new faces playing, we, we had two new coordinators on, on each side of the ball. So uh, Gary Salgado uh, got promoted from our, our defensive line position last year to our defense coordinator position this year. And then Tony Coling, uh, who was actually with Iowa Western last year as our offensive line coach, uh, was hired as our offensive line coach and offense coordinator over here. So um, there was a lot of new, you know, and, and a lot of uncertainty, but uh, they've done a great job uh, of coming together as a football team, and our, our staff's done an unbelievable job of getting those guys in good spots and, and, and having success. 
When you have a team like last year's and you know that the, the guys behind them aren't getting the experience and that they'll go into a year like this with not much experience, how do you try to make sure not, not only that they're ready but that they're prepared for when their opportunity comes um, and that they'll be successful when that opportunity comes? Well, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, is just being on them every day about doing all the other stuff besides football, right? You know, a, a lot of these guys that, that are here in our program, the football comes easy for them, you know, and they're very talented players. But, you know, really as a college football player, to, to take the step in, in that next progression in your career is you've got to have everything else in line, you know, and that way when you come to practice every day, uh, you're prepared and ready to go and, and you're focused on, on your assignment and your job. And so, you know, we really spend all offseason, you know, developing those guys, uh, not only, you know, in the weight room, but off the field and in the academic side and, and how they're living life and those kind of things. That way, when football does come around and they get those opportunities, you know, they can put the ultimate focus into that and, and, and into being successful, you know, on, on something they love to do. Drew Dallas, our guest, head football coach at Hutchinson Community College. They did play for a national championship last year, so it's not like this is new. Uh, you finished 11-1 and last year. You went up to Iowa Western on November 12th last season and beat them in an epic game, 29-28. to 32 days later, you played them uh, at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock for the National Junior College Championship and were beaten 31 to nothing. I'm, I'm just curious, what do you think transpired in that in those 32 days? How have you been able to use that loss in a in a positive way yeah i mean you know i think you know we played in the last game of the regular season and, and went up there and played pretty well and found a way to win the ball game and uh and then you know we hosted the first round playoff game against coffeeville and, and had a big win there you know and, and i think going into the national championship game um we knew iowa western was a very very talented football program they're extremely well coached and you know they had been in the national championship game the year prior uh, so they were extremely hungry. And, you know, ultimately I think they just outplayed us on that night. And, you know, we made some mistakes early in the game that kind of got us out of, um, you know, our, our game plan and the things that we needed to do. And I think, you know, looking back at it, you know, we've been able to use that as a learning opportunity and kind of a rallying crawl call for, for our team this year and in the off season to just kind of finish the job. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, our focus all year has just been to, you know, take it one game at a time, you know, and make sure that we're just taking each step the way we need to and putting ourselves in good position to hopefully get back to it at the end of it. Um, we talk a lot about not getting caught up in results and, and focusing on the process and, and those kind of deals. And, you know, very beginning of the year, we, we make a goal that, hey, we want to compete and win the national championships. So, um, but really once, once we've had that meeting and that goal's been set, it you know the the work really comes in just on the daily process of going out and trying to be the best version of yourself each and every day. And I think each week and each opportunity you know we've gotten on game days uh, this fall, our guys really have taken it upon themselves to make a statement and continue to try to get better in certain areas uh, with the hopes and you know aspirations that if we continue to do those things, the end of the year we're going to have another opportunity. But uh, there's a lot of football left to be played to get back to that. And, you know, and our sole focus has just got to be one game at a time and making sure we're doing the things that can get us there again. So you're rushing for about uh, a little over 260 yards a game. How much of that is just a product of, of being ahead 
uh, big in most of the games. How much of that is by design? And in a time where it seems like running backs, even in Division One, and obviously in the NFL, are being a little bit devalued, what do you think people are missing about why uh, that way of playing can can still work really well? Well, I think you've always got to have that physical aspect to you, you know, as an offense and a, and a defense and, and really feel like, you know, a lot of the keys to winning football games is being able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And so um, we put a big time emphasis on it, you know, offensively being able to run the ball early on in the game and, and over the course of the game, where those guys out. Uh, and then same thing on the defensive side, just flipping the script, you know, making sure we're eliminating people's run game. And, you know, I think there's, you know, as a coach, if you can, if you can win in those two areas, you've got a, a great great opportunity to win the ball game. And, um, you know, I think a lot of our, our rushing attack right now is in part because we're doing some good things schematically and, and our staff's putting guys in good situations. But um, we've got some great players toting the rock, and, and we've got a, a really good group of running backs you know, that are unselfish and they get after it and they get the extra yards. Our offensive line's playing really well right now. They're rotating a lot of bodies through there. And then we've got some quarterbacks that can move a little bit. And that's been, you know, as an aspect of our offense that we have not had over the last couple of years. And Samari Collier, our quarterback right now, has really uh, taken, taken us to another level with, you know, his running ability. So having a dual threat guy is probably part of that, you know, rushing attack. But also just having a group of, of running backs in the backfield that uh, run extremely hard, take advantage of their opportunities when they get the ball and are running with a purpose. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you're able to get up on a team and continue to run the football, you know, and, and control the line of scrimmage, you've got a great chance of closing these games out. And I think we've seen that this year out of our guys. Talking uh, football with uh, Hutchinson Community College head coach Drew Dallas, 6-0. and got Garden City at home tomorrow, 1 o'clock at Gowan Stadium. So, yeah, you, you're running the ball very effectively, 263 yards per game. you got a bunch of different guys who contribute, but one kind of stands out, Tyrell Reed Jr., a freshman out of Lawrence High School, 11 touchdowns. He's averaging 8.1 yards per carry. Tell us a little bit more about him. Yeah, Tyrell is a very, very explosive athlete. Um, you know, he was a kid that we tracked for a long time in high school, uh, you know, at Highland Park and then at, at Lawrence High his senior year. Um, you know, he was a guy that had – legitimate track and field times he's a 10 500 meter kid um and so you kind of knew that you know he had the speed and the explosion to be very successful and then um you know getting here and, and getting to know him as a person um really i think is where he's taking that next step i mean he is an unbelievable worker uh, he's always got a good attitude to him smile on his face uh, runs extremely hard his vision's good and his balance is even better and uh, you know he's he's a, a squatty body kid that can roll, you know, and um, I think defenses just have a hard time bringing him down on initial contact because he runs so dang hard. And then when he breaks away and gets an open space, I mean, he can, he can make you pay in a hurry. So um, he's, he's a really, really good tailback. He's got all the tools to be elite at any level, um, you know, and, and for us in the recruiting process, um, you know, it was easy to see why you liked him and, you know, what he could do with the ball in his hands and uh, those kind of things. So, uh, he's a great kid, and, and I'm glad he's a Blue Dragon for sure. You got time for one more question, Coach, because Jeff thinks he's got the million-dollar one. I don't know if it's the million-dollar right. one. Yep. Let's throw it at me and see what you yep. got. 
I was just curious, you know, because you haven't played many competitive games, what practices are like, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how guys are kind of ready when it's when it's their turn. So how competitive do, do practices get? You know, they, they do get pretty competitive, and we like to think that, you know, when we're going against each other on offense, defense, you know, that those are some of the best reps we're going to see, you know, all season long. And um, make it competitive to a standpoint that we're flying around and we're playing fast, but we're also keeping each other up and keeping each other healthy, you know, knowing that that's one of the most important parts in the whole deal. Um, but just give you a quick example, you know, going into a bye week, uh, played Dodge City, uh, going into the bye week, our first Tuesday practice, we got two weeks forward to play our next game, um, you know, and, and we have a couple of red shirts on the, on the squad and they go out there and, and gave them about 15 reps to just kind of play and have fun. And uh, one of our receivers made an unbelievable catch in the end zone. One-hander would have been an ESPN, you know, top 10 play without a doubt. And um, just the excitement that our guys had for him, you know, I, I go back and watch it on film and offense, defense together, or sprinting off the sideline and, and dabbing them up and doing those kind of things. And, and I think, you know, when we talk about practice, I think that was a great example in our program of how our guys approach the game. Um, there's, you know, I've never questioned this this team about how much they love playing. And uh, so I think when we get the opportunity to practice, we look at it as an opportunity to get better. And our guys really enjoy playing the game. They enjoy being around each other. Uh, they work extremely hard. And so, you know, I think that's where that competition level comes in. And, and our hope is always to practice so well against each other that game days feel easy to a certain extent, you know, but, um, I think that more than anything, this team loves playing the game of football, and, and we're being rewarded because of that. All right, very good stuff. Drew Dallas, head football coach uh, at Hutchinson, the Blue Dragons at home tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Gowan Stadium against Garden City. Uh, coach Dallas, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. You have a good weekend. All Thanks, right, you too. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a impressive football program that he's built so it's very good at hutch uh, i've always felt like hutch should uh, be the dominant program in the jayhawk uh, they have the best facilities now somebody might argue with me on that uh, there are other very nice facilities including right over at el dorado yeah but gowan stadium is an excellent football facility the sports arena is a great basketball facility especially since they put some money into those places. Right. And uh, tomorrow, you know, if I lived in Hutch, I'm there. We're proud of the kids over there. That's, that's fun when you have a local-ish team ranked number one in anything. Right. Took a heck of an effort to get him on the radio. But, it did? Uh, well, I'll you, you know. I've, I've had a pretty easy time getting him on. In, really? In, in I don't ever recall you getting him on. I've gotten him on before. I don't recall it. Yeah, because you weren't on the show. He seemed like he didn't even know you. Well, Steve Martin sure did. <laughs> Does it bother when people do that? Because I don't think you sound like me. Do I? I don't think our voices are that similar at all, really. Yeah, I so mean, we our inflection is similar. Why do people constantly... I mean, I, My theory is that they're just, you know, they want to be asked questions by me, I, so... Even if, well, uh, yeah, I think I'm a little underestimated. When they, when it's a good question, they assume it's you. They should now realize by now, eight years into this, that most of the good questions are coming from this side of the desk. I don't think they do realize it because it, there's not that many good questions. Oh yeah, 
that last question was, uh, you know, okay. It was a pretty good question, nice question, and it got a good answer. So we're we're all good. So uh, we're told that the the situation that uh, that necessitated the move of the West South game tonight, somebody drove onto the field at South High School and left a bunch of uh, skid marks and did damage to their turf. To which I say, um, I hope they have the license plate number. I think I, it was a stolen car. Well, I don't care what it was. How'd they get in? Don't know. They run through a fence? I guess. I need more details. That seems like a a huge waste of time. Uh, Wichita Public Schools says a vehicle. I'm reading from one of the TV Twitter feeds. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Says a vehicle (laughs) got onto South High's football field, making it uh, unplayable for tonight's homecoming game. Against West, the game is at Goddard's Eisenhower, uh, but the band won't be there. How did you South read that band. while you were scrolling through? I, I had to make it bigger so I could see it. Oh, okay. Uh, good job by this news organization. Oh, we appreciate us, it. And getting us the news. Well, that's us. It wasn't you, but it really? Was, well, not the not the one I read. Well, I'm, I'm sure sh- you've had it out there. Of course. Uh, in fact, I could go look for your version of that, and no, make sure that you're like that, and make sure that you are getting uh, that kind of news. You know, we reached out to the spokesperson person for the uh, school district. We're uh, get, we sent a photographer out there. Uh, you know, a lot of things happened yesterday. A lot, a lot of things happened, and it was fun. Uh, let's see here. Um. Still nothing about it on the Twitter feed for Really? You KWCH. sure about that? But I'm sure they're working on a more extensive Absolutely, as we usually do. Uh, story. They probably don't like me talking about them, do they? I, would, I don't know that they're you listening. You know I love them. KWCH has been the standard bearer uh, in this market for many, many years. Four decades or so. Yeah. Cake had a run. Uh... Cake, still kind of mixing it up with you to some You'd be degree. surprised. Well, I don't, you know, they're still trying to mix it up. Uh, but I worked for the news leader in town for many years because we just had overwhelming manpower and uh, we could uh, we could do stories. And uh, that doesn't mean, that does not mean that uh, you all didn't do a great job. We still do. Well, I'm not saying you don't. You're, I'm, I'm happy that you're proud. That makes me happy. Who in the community is more identifiable as a news person than Michael Schwenke? And I'm asking legitimately. You think Deb Ferris? Maybe. Well, longevity, Jeff Herndon, to yeah. some degree. Uh, Denise. Denise Neal, Carrie Ringers, uh, Dion Leffler uh, would get the nods. From the Eagle with Chance Swaim uh, moving up, but they need they need more. They just don't have enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd put Denise and Michael right up at the top. And then your weather, Mike, you we get, call them out there. And then sometimes Schwanky. And then your weather, you've got uh, Ross uh, Ross Jansen. Jansen, and you've got uh, Lisa Teachman, and you've got Jay Prater. Uh, one, two, th- I, what what order would you put them in? Ross. 
number one. That's I'm not going to I'm not going to put anybody else. And then your sports. Uh, I don't even know who's in sports at, at, at any place anymore. PJ and Brandon. We get, that's our team, and that's the best team. Well, there, there you go. They're I don't know what Cake's doing. Sully's good. Sully's good. We like Sully. You're in a fantasy league with him. Sully Ingles, yes. Oh, well, there you go. Who's Three. winning their, your media fantasy league? Fantasy football, I think it's uh, Hendo is winning. I uh, threw all my chips into basketball, and my basketball team is just off the charts insane. Uh, so hopefully I win that one. Well, I hope so. Uh, let's Thank take you. a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more high school football. We are footballed up today. Joanna Chadwick, our all-the-time Friday guest, as we break down some high school football. Uh, next week, we'll be talking playoff football in the state of Kansas. Tonight, the final week of the regular season, and Joanna will tell us all about it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Forty KFH. It's I Me Mine week with our music. Max Power picking it out. The Blues Brothers. I don't know. I can't wait for the last song of the week. You what know is what it? it is. Joanna Chadwick with us from Vibe Magazine, also the journalism instructor at Derby High School. Uh, it's October 20th. I have not yet been invited to speak to the 21st century journalism class. I think there's still an opening for the 19th century journalism class, though, Joanna. <laughs> well, I will say that next semester, Bob, I do add a 21st century class in the morning. So that might work better with your schedule because otherwise it runs right in the middle of your show. Mornings are wonderful. So we'll, we'll await that invitation and the accompanying fee that uh, comes with it. Sounds good. <laughs> let's talk. Boy, I'm on, I'm on a roll today. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk some high school football. We had Steve Martin on the show earlier. 
from Wichita Northwest. They have Manhattan tonight. Big game for a lot of reasons. Northwest probably wants to feel like they can go into the playoffs and feel like they can beat Manhattan, don't they? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, I think that that uh, it is an incredibly tough opponent to end your regular season with. And I think that uh, this is probably a game that Northwest has been looking for, especially after that loss to, to, to East and how that ended. I would imagine that is one fiery bunch of guys. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see any reason why Northwest can't win this game. And frankly, with the way that the seeding currently is, this is a really, really important game with Washburn Rural being unbeaten. And you've got, uh, what, um, Manhattan, Derby, Free State, and Northwest all sitting with one loss. It's an important game. Absolutely. What about my, my friends over at Wichita East? I love when the school, uh, it's not really out of nowhere, but sort of unexpected uh, and not year year in, year out basis. Uh, but East, they only lost to by one to Washburn Rural. Their other loss was to Cape, and they beat Northwest. Would you be surprised if they made it to the state championship game? Oh, you are talking so far down the line. I mean, I, and I just, yeah, I really. Can't even matters. My, no, <laughs> I, I can't even wrap my mind around getting past the second round of the playoffs. Because I, of course, consider the first game of, of um, I consider the ninth game to be the first game of the playoffs. Uh, and, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time imagining picking a team at this point when everybody is sitting there with just one loss. And East is sitting there. They've got two losses to quality opponents. And I I can't make that decision right now. But I will say that Washburn Rural pushed Derby last year. And Washburn Rural brought back basically everybody. They're going to be incredibly tough to deal with. Agreed. Joanna Chadwick, our guest from Vibe Magazine. So we've got some other interesting games uh, in the area. Right up uh, near the top of the list is Eisenhower playing uh, against Crosstown foe Goddard. Uh, Both teams have had very, very good years, especially Eisenhower, uh, which has never done anything like this in football. They have a chance uh, to cap off an undefeated regular season. Uh, How do you uh, look at this game? Well, I tell you, with these uh, Crosstown rival-type games, I think it really throws the predictions into the really tough area. And uh, I will, I'm going to go with Eisenhower with the win here. I don't think it matters where the game is being played. But I have been watching this team uh, all season. When they got that 7-3 to three win you know, to start the season, it was like, okay, this is a different sort of a team. And I think that even just to take us back one step, because I didn't really talk about East, is East losing to Washburn Roll by just one point in that game. I think that's also one of those things where – this is a team that we have to keep an eye on. And so for Eisenhower to be able to go through unscathed, that says a lot about this team because that is not easy to do. But the fact is that Goddard is also a quality team. Um, there's good coaching staff uh, on both sides. I think it's going to be one that will be very interesting to watch. I don't foresee it as a blowout. I would imagine it would be a pretty close game. So we haven't yet talked about uh, Andale and Cheney last week. Cheney pulling off, uh, I guess, an upset, probably an upset uh, on the last play of the game in overtime. Does that make Cheney the 3A favorite? And uh, here's a question. Did you know that Andale has never won a state championship with a loss? (laughs) 
that is fa- you know what the funny thing is when you said did you know it all of a sudden hit me because when they won those two under Gary O'Hare I think they were back to back and they were unbeaten wow that is an excellent note there well done Jeff um, isn't that amazing that is, that is Hendo that is gave him that oh, I got that from Dylan Schmidt but it's it's the same <laughs> well it doesn't matter I mean I'm I'm in awe that I love it okay so. Here's my thing with calling that an upset is that, first of all, you have to call it an upset, even though we all looked at Cheney as a formidable opponent. You have to call it. They had the nation's – Annadale had the nation's longest uh, winning streak. It has to be called an upset. Uh, and then to come back from down 22 to zero, that's craziness. Um, Cheney really did a lot of really good things in that game, and uh, there's no doubt that Andale had some key mistakes. So I would be very interested in this, these two teams meeting up down the line. That's a game that I think that they should move. <laughs> move it to some place where we can get a whole lot of fans in because it's going to be a heck of a game. And I, would, I think it'd be hard to bet uh, one way or another because I don't want to bet against Andale. They'd be coming back after losing to Cheney and seeing that end. Um, yeah, I think that'd be incredible. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I I just can't call that an upset. I mean, I can't call it an upset. Now, the problem now in our area, there's not very many venues where you could move that game to get, to get a huge crowd because uh, they've torn down the uh, east side of the stands at Cessna Stadium. I don't think they're going to play any football there. So I don't know where you'd move it. Where would you move that game, Joanna? It's a really good question. My question, though, is how many seats – how many people can fit into Andale and um, uh, Cheney? How many people can fit into those stadiums versus even saying, okay, what if we played it at Derby on a Thursday night? Well, that'd be, that'd be something. Uh, Joanna Chadwick, <laughs> our guest. So you go out uh, to the northwest here, west of uh, where we're sitting right now. You've got Wichita Northwest, a very, very good team. You've got Mays South, a very, very good team. You've got Andale. You've got Garden Plain, Cheney, Kingman. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And we've talked about this for quite some time, about why high school football is so dominant in that not very big uh, area of, uh, of Kansas. What, what's, the, what's the best theory? And by the way, Kingman plays Garden Plain tonight in what should be a heck of a game. God, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, like, what, what, I don't know. I mean, we've seen this happen, you know, with um, Northwest Mays, Bishop Carroll facing each other, you know, in the, in the playoffs in those um, back-to-back games and how tough it is to get to the 5A state championship from the west side. I, I don't have an answer for that. Well done on, on your coaches, okay? Maybe these, maybe these kids are, are playing in some excellent junior football leagues that are based on the west, on the west side. Um, but I, I don't know. Things tend to move around a little bit. I mean, because it seems to me that the east side has had its strength as well. And, you know, Capen, you think of all the years that Capen has been really good on the east side. But it is a pocket of just excellent football and excellent coaches. So much success over there. And it's, it's been it's really fun to watch. It's fun to see Garden playing, too, is to kind of pop back up as a team. You know, we used to talk about Garden playing all the time. And they've had a few rough years, and so it's been fun watching them. They've also uh, been able to uh, recover from a 
early season loss and, and to be able to turn that around. They've got a really good record as well. All right, good stuff. We always appreciate you. Have a good night tonight. We'll follow you on Twitter to get updates and scores, and uh, we thank you for your uh, attention to that. Joanna, who you like between yeah. Sabetha and Nemoha Central tonight? <laughs> hey, it's so good to talk <laughs> to you guys. You guys are my favorite <laughs> people at the radio station. Bye. No doubt. Thanks. Thank you. She didn't even want to go there. She didn't. It's a big one, though. Why do you do that? I don't know. You know, Joanna's a, a prized guest. We don't want to. Fender. Not, Who do you like? I'm going to take Nemaha Central. Uh, well, they've got probably, I don't know. I have no clue. They're I don't one really and two, either. Aren't they? What do you mean? Yeah. Aren't they ranked one and two? Yes. In 2A? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good game, but we don't care here. Will Polite joins us, the director, <laughs> director of uh, Diversity and Inclusion and Equity uh, for Wichita School District 259. Uh, Dr. Polite, welcome to the show. Why, well, thank you, thank you, Bob. Happy to be here. <laughs> so I, we're gonna. Uh, here's a little ditty we play before we get into five questions. Okay. There you go. So the question that would come immediately to mind, to my mind, is: You probably thought you reached the apex of your career coaching. Jeff and freshman basketball. Probably. Uh, how'd you take it to an even higher level? Well, sometimes you just need a good platform to build on. <laughs> uh, between, I love that between answer. Jeff, between Jeff and the teammates we had on that team, man, that was a great platform to launch me into the world of uh, that I live in now. So. <laughs> we, yeah, we must have won we, three or four games, right, Coach? Oh yeah, man. Well, we ha we really <laughs> won more than our record said. We just kind of lost a lot of them at the last minute there. And so, but Jeff there Jeff was my hot he him he was my hot shot there though. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta love that. Uh, who is the most famous person in your contacts on your phone? Uh, probably Barry Sanders. Wow. That's a good one. It's on my phone. Yeah, I'd have to say Yeah, I'd have to say Barry Sanders, maybe uh well, Lynette Woodard. Uh if you're thinking through a sports lens there. Uh but those two would probably be the top two on my phone uh right now. Yeah. Well, I don't have Barry, but I do have Lynette and I have trouble getting her to respond. Well, maybe you can help me with that one of these days. I can help you out. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll polite our guest for five questions. So so tell us a little bit about your job with 259, what it entails. Uh, you're also, uh, you've also been a great sounding board for me as we've uh, uh, taken down the road to League 42 and some of the things we're trying to do there. Uh, but uh, just kind of give us a description of your current duties, Dr. Polite? Well, sure. We'd love to. Love to. Um, actually, my role is actually called the Director of Equity, Diversity, and Accountability, which okay. is just a little bit different than DEI. And But our, our really our, our main purpose in this, in this role, uh, Bob and Jeff, is to really help close some of those gaps uh, with some of our underrepresented groups of students, whether it's getting more underrepresented groups into like AP courses and in IB programming, 
uh, into these great uh, Wichita public schools. I, I'm also a product of Wichita public schools, and it's an honor to be able to come back and work in this in this space. Uh, but we have, I really believe in Wichita public schools, a kid can really become anything they want to become. But sometimes it's getting those kids and those families connected to all the great opportunities that Wichita public schools has to offer. And that's, that's a challenge at times for many of our students of poverty um, and, and some who uh, uh, immigrants and those who might not have access to all the information on an ongoing basis. And so that's a big part of the work of equity. When you think of equity, it's really access and opportunity and support into that access and opportunity. And that's what we really try to focus on is making sure all of our students have access and opportunity and then the support uh, into those opportunities that Wichita Public Schools has to offer. I'll let Jeff, but it, Jeff has a question, but it just seems to me you defined uh, what your job is and you said part of it is accountability. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like there's more of a lack of accountability than there ever has been. Is that a challenge? It is. It is. Um, and that's something that we kind of a shared role. We don't, as a department, don't take that on our own or we, we, <laughs> uh, but it's a shared role to, to make sure that we're being accountable to our clients are our families, you know, and those students that we serve. And so just making sure that we are doing all that we can to make sure that all of our students are, are future ready. And that's the, ta- and that's a task. So it's not an easy job, it's not an easy task, but it's one that uh, we must continue to work on. So, you know, I know you've done a lot in your life and in your career. I don't know if you expected uh, to end up back in Wichita, but as you look back at everything um, that you have done and all the places that you have been, does it kind of make sense that you ended up back in Wichita and in this role? Can you kind of see how all that led led back to here? Man, that's a great question there. That's a great question. Uh, so, first of all, no, I hadn't planned on coming back to Wichita, Jeff. In all honesty, being transparent, I had not planned on being back home. Uh, but as you know, my mom, is I've talked about her quite a bit, she's 98 years old. And you guys know my brother, Darren, as we call him, D-Force, uh, number one Shocker yeah. fan. And, um, and so I moved back when mom got sick, and I'd always promised Darren if something happened with mom that I would take care, uh, make sure I took care of him. And when I moved back, he said, you know what, I don't want to move. I want to stay in the house we're in. I don't want to leave Wichita. And uh, I said, you know what, Darren, we're going to stay here, man. And, uh, and it, it was a blessing in disguise, man, because I am happy to be back home. Uh, and all the experience that I've gathered across the nation, uh, my last stop was in Chicago uh, for about eight years there, and then St. Louis before that, and Milwaukee before that, and spent the majority of my adult life in Atlanta, where I uh, went to school there at Morehouse College and uh, started my educational career. But the culmination of all that experience that I've been able to do across the nation and working in different environments and to be able to bring it back to my hometown has been uh, been great. And I'll tell you guys, it's been awesome just from a sense of actually being in those different school districts and to come back and to realize wait a minute, we have a very special school district here. Not perfect in any sense of the word, but the opportunities that we offer here really 
I would put our district up against anyone across the nation. I really would. And I'm not just saying that because I work here. I've just been able to get inside and really take a look at all the great things that Wichita has to offer uh, to our students and our families. Dr. Will Polite with us from USD 259. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound like I know that much, but it just feels like to, to me, uh, Dr. Polite, that there is a positive uh, momentum with 259 right now. Do you concur? I I do. I do. Once again, I'll never deny that we have our challenges, of course, like any other uh, school district, urban or rural. But I think Dr. Thompson uh, set a good tone for us moving forward, Dr. Alicia Thompson, and then with our new superintendent, uh, Kelly Bielefeld, uh, very excited about his leadership now as we move forward. Um, you, but you're right, though, Bob. There is a lot of good momentum that's taking place right now uh, in our school district. A lot of work to do, but I think we're headed in the right direction and uh, with the right leadership here in place. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of it, man. I really am. And if I wouldn't, I'd, I'd be gone, to be honest. But I'm excited uh, to be a part of this, this momentum that's taking place here in my hometown. So There you go. It's, it's, it's a right, great it's thing. Time. We, we ask that you ask us a question. Uh, it can be for both of us or separately, what, whatever you want to do. Uh, did you okay. think of a good one? Okay, well, let me see here. I, I'd like to ask, um, really, Bob, so coming to you, and I've you know, been a part of uh, uh, the League 42 Educational uh, Committee here for the last few years, and uh, just how are you looking, how are we feeling about our new initiative with the um, – the Rudd Center there and uh, all that's taking place there, uh, there is the McAdams facility. I'm very high on our educators, Chitra Harris and Nathan Anderson. I think they're going to be uh, very, very good. Uh, we are still in the formative stages of trying to figure all this out and how it's going to work long term and getting into that routine. And I'm always nervous about things like that until they actually happen. Uh, we're starting something called the Passion Project tomorrow with a guest speaker to talk to kids specifically about passion and its importance in development and just in life. And then we're doing stuff uh, with law enforcement and first responders and uh, financial literacy stuff. So it's all going to come together, but it's all just kind of out there right now. So it'll, uh, it'll take shape over time. All right. I I love it. I love it. I appreciate people like you who are in, in your circle who uh, provide me assistance for sure yes and i want to continue to have that to grow and then my last question of course is for jeff jeff so it's a double question here how's it feel working with your dad and did you ever think you'd be working with your dad on a daily basis (laughs) i i actively uh pursued uh, opposite opportunities away from bob but uh (laughs) he just uh kept pulling me back in so here we are together uh, and you know we've we've mostly made it work here for the last eight years. Man, that's in other words, thing. he got declined. <laughs> <laughs> I love hey, it, gentlemen. Uh, well, Anytime I can be a part of your, your conversation, guys, please, I, I, I'd love to be. So. You're one of the best, and we always appreciate you and uh, love uh, love uh, being around you. And uh, thanks for doing this today. You bet, guys. You bet. All right, looking forward to some dinner sometime soon. There All right. Go. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Dr. Right, William guys. Polite right. uh, from the school district.
Director of Diversity, Inclusion, and Accountability for USD 259, and a guy we go way back with. No doubt. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him when he was your coach. He went away, didn't know, know much about him for a number of years. He got back in town. He's working with the same kind of uh, young people that we're trying to work with, so our paths cross, and uh, I'm all the better for that. All right, we have come to the end of the week. We will uh, be back here Monday with the three-man booth. We'll be in the studio uh, on that day with Jason Duda, Max, Tom Thurber, uh, yours truly, and Jeff. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will see you in a couple days. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.